Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here, live from the studio in Pittston, WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Great podcast production there by Jake in the control room, as always. Uh, just search for the Rob O'Donnell Show, and you'll get us on any platform you get your podcasts at. 58 degrees and sunny, could that be possible? It was 11 degrees yesterday morning, 58 and sunny, beautiful outside, at almost 310 here in the station in Pittston. How's everyone doing on this Monday, February 26, 2024? We got an extra day in February with this kind of weather. It seems like a good thing at this point. Usually I want to get done with February, but uh, all's good. So how's everyone doing? Did you get uh, well-rested this weekend? Are you recharged? Me, not so much. A lot of traveling, a lot of... A lot of stuff back and forth setting up. It's it's as you know, we were at CPAC last week, the end of last week, broadcasted Thursday and uh, Friday, set up and security checks on Wednesday. And, and again, there were there were two current presidents. There was the president of Argentina, the president of El Salvador, former President Donald Trump, former Prime Minister of England Liz Liz Truss. So you could just imagine the security uh, layout they have there. Plus everyone else. Uh, I thought we brought to you a good mix. You know, Tom Holman. Roma Devari, special uh, director of strategic communications for the White House. Uh, Kirk Schlichter, who's always colorful, lawyer, legal expert, best-selling author, town hall senior communist columnist, and <laughs> army colonel. Uh, Tony Schaefer, we brought to you. Rear Admiral Paul Becker, representative Kat Kamek of Florida. Uh, James Fennell, who's retired U.S. Navy captain. And uh, he was the director of intelligence for the Pacific Fleet. Real great conversation. A lot on China the second day. Uh, Representative Elise Stefanik. Ambassador Rick Grinnell. Gordon Chang, a foremost Chinese expert. And Morse Tan, who's the dean of, Liber- uh, dean of law at Liberty University and the former ambassador at large for the Trump administration for global criminal justice and world atrocities. So if you didn't check anything out, you could check them out at the, the podcast. So... Uh, you know, they're all still there. I've shared a couple on my Facebook page. But uh, a lot of work, a lot of traveling, uh, a lot of technical difficulties that we were able to get through. Day one, I only had one working microphone, so you can kind of get that I was moving the microphone back and forth between myself and the guest. But thanks to some friends and down there and some engineering technology on site, uh, I was able to borrow some cables, borrow some microphones, test and retest some things, and I was able to get some two, two mic working Two mics working, but only one set of headsets working. One headset. There's no one sets of headsets. One, one headset working. Um, but the guest really doesn't need to hear the, the re- back, the control room, and, and the music and such like that. They really just need to hear the questions from myself. So it really was doable. And listening to it on my way home Saturday evening um, came out pretty well. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out. There's some uh, specific podcasts for... The interviews with Representative Elise Stefanik of New York, Representative Kat Kamek of Florida, Gordon Chang, a Chinese expert, and um, and Tom Holman, former director of ICE, who was given the new administration, if they get elected, it's his word that in 120 days they will retake this nation and its border, uh, at least secure-wise. And then there's a lot of work to be done after that. Today is also the anniversary of the... Uh, World, first World Trade Center bombing in 1993. I don't know if anyone else has talked about that today, but uh, it was my first introduction to the world of terrorism. 
31 years ago, shortly after noon while working in plain clothes in midtown Manhattan, was my first of four terror attacks that I would be personally involved in through my lifetime. Hopefully that's it, but it does not appear that that's going to be the case. Even Christopher Wray, the, the FBI director for Joe Biden, the Biden administration, has said that it's not a matter of if but when there's a terrorist attack here again on our homeland because of the threats that are out there. But um, on 2-26-1993, a bomb using urea nitrate hydrogen gas enhanced device was intended to send the North Tower crashing into the South Tower killing tens of thousands of people. Thankfully, um, it was not the case. There were deaths that day. Robert W. Kilpatrick, William J. Mack, Stephen A. Knapp, John A. Giovanni, Wilfred Mercado Jr., and Monica R. Smith were the victims of that day. A lot of smoke inhalation um, issues. If you follow me on Facebook, there is a picture of, of that explosion that I was able to get in the aftermath while working down there, securing the perimeter. Early on in, in my career, and, and it's, I, hope to, I hope to whoever you pray to that we do not have to see something like that again, but it does not appear that that's going to be the case. So um, if you see something, say something. We say it all the time, but unfortunately, if you just like, I just walk through them for you, you know, I'm... I'm I'm just an average Joe like you guys. Yes, you know, I've worked in some great places. I've held some great positions. I've met some even greater people. Uh, it's why I have the, the contacts that I do to bring you something like the interviews I brought you last week. We were able to get them on my show. If you look at the lineup, I'd put that up against any lineup uh, on national radio anywhere. Uh, the fact that the fourth rank, highest ranking member in, the con in Congress, uh, Representative Elise Stefanik, who's the chairman of the Republican caucus, um, reached out to come on the show and pushed on her social media that she was going to be on the show in the time um, just shows that uh, that contact that I bring you in. And just that second day alone, uh, you know, I started off with the director of intelligence for the Pacific fleet, former director of intelligence for the, the entire Pacific fleet to speak on China with uh, another doctor from Oxford who specialized in China and a book they wrote discussing the threat that's the, the re very real threat that's out there. And then, uh, you know, spoke to former ambassador and director of national intelligence, Rick Rennell, on some issues. Uh, hopefully the next secretary of state, if this administration moves forward. And uh, ended it with Gordon Chang. Gordon Chang is, is a foremost expert on China. Um, he spoke on the main stage and had a couple of panels last week and, and ended my show with a great conversation, and as that was going on, we we got, had breaking news that there was that balloon that I don't think we're still getting the entire uh, true story about that was over Colorado. And it's interesting how it, it got came wherever it came from, and we're finding out about it over Colorado. And then I ended the show on Friday with uh, Morris Tan, uh, again, Dean of Law at Liberty University and the Ambassador at Large under the former administration. Foremost experts in their field and all raising the flags of uh, concern in regards to China. Uh, we have a great show coming up for you today. You know, we're going to talk about some local stuff. We're going to talk about some national stuff and uh, world news. And at the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to have U.S. Senate candidate Dave McCormick on for an interview. 
to talk about what his platform is, what his experience is, his background, some of the things he said. He was at CPAC. He did speak speak on the main stage. We do have some sound clips of that that we're going to play when he's on. And we're going to ask him how he's how is he going to differ from uh, uh, Bob Casey? How does he bring a different set of platforms, a different set of skill sets? I know some of those answers because I'm familiar with his background, but maybe you're not. And, and I want to highlight some of his military background, some of the places he's served, some of the things he's done, both in our military and in our business world. So we're going to be talking to uh, Senate candidate Dave McCormick at the 5 o'clock hour as well. I appreciate... I appreciate... Uh, let me see. I got a text message already. Rob, what was your feelings about Jack Posabek's speech at CPAC? He uh, proudly hailed his desire to end democracy and finish what was started January 6th. How expiring, huh? It, it, was that your take on that? I mean, you can look at the interviews online, so I suggest everyone look at the interviews online. So uh, it's funny how you cherry-pick some of the things out of context and you you put them in a different way. And, and I like how was that in regards to anything I just spoke about? You know, I, I love I love taking the text messages and I love speaking to you guys. And it's interesting because people who usually text in are too afraid to call in because they don't want their neighbors to see how uh, unintelligent they are and how one-sided they truly are. Uh, I'm open to the to the um, discussions, uh, and I just gave a whole, what are we at, 19 minutes? No, no, not 19 minutes, about 15 minutes of what I spoke about and who I spoke to. And the show that I brought Northeast Pennsylvania from CPAC. And, and that's your dig. You want to bring up someone that I didn't speak to. Someone, there were hundreds of speakers at CPAC. There were hundreds of things that went on. There's hundreds of lies about CPAC. And I get that CPAC isn't your, it's the conservative political action conference. I get it. If that's not your cup of tea, if you're a staunch Democrat, you are 100% against the platform there. I get that. But you know what? If I was invited to the Democrat National Convention, I'd go there and cover it. I'd listen to what was said. I would agree with some things. I would agree with disagree with other things. But it's interesting that that's what you you pick out to text in. And listen, it's very simple. If you want to swing blindfolded in a text message because that's what your intelligence shows you, um, don't think I'm not going to punch back because you're blindfolded. You're blindfolded is your handicap, not mine. So, you know, if you want to brawl, we'll brawl. But call in and be and be upfront with your with your views. Let's discuss something that I was discussing, something that I but not something you picked out off your you know left leaning whoever you follow and and look to have, make it a conversation here, which which I let you do. So maybe that's my fault. Got a text message in. Tom Holman should be the candidate. Tom Holman, uh, my hope will be our next Secretary of Homeland Security uh, this week. I spoke with two hopeful cabinet-level positions. So we'll see how that works. And again, um, I took a – let me see if I could pull it up real quick. I came away with one thing, and I took a poll on my Twitter. And again, it's not a huge poll. I asked, uh, the choices are clear, but will some sit this out because of feelings? A no vote is a vote for Biden. And there was a three-question poll. 
Question one, I'm voting for Trump. Question two, I'm voting for Biden. Question three, I'm sitting this one out. It was a poll, so you could pick one of the three. I'm voting Trump. I'm voting Biden. I'm sitting this one out. 86% says I'm voting Trump. 4% said I'm voting Biden. 10% said I'm sitting this one out. And this is my personal Twitter, so obviously, you know, anyone in the, the Internet can, can vote on this poll. But it's probably more Republican-leaning guess. But 10% sitting this one out, facing four more years of Biden's handlers, because it's not Biden making the suggestions, it's Biden. is something we we need to discuss, something we need to work on. Because if that's the case, if 10% of Republicans are sitting this one out and not voting, then you're voting for four more years of Biden's handlers to make decisions for another four years. And we can discuss what that means as far as our border, as far as our strength, our projection of strength or lack thereof nationwide. You know, we can discuss those things. But, uh... We'll discuss them when we come back. It's 322 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute.